You're listening to Less Stress in Life with hosts Deb Timmerman and Barb Fletcher. We believe life with less stress and more energy is possible with the right tools, strategies, and knowledge. So we bring you real conversations around the stress of relationships, money, and the daily hassles of life with guests that will inspire, challenge, entertain, and motivate you to take action. I'm going to start the recording now so we can capture this. So our guest today is Dr. James Peterson. He's a stress psychologist, author, and expert on individual and corporate stress mastery programs. He's the creator of the Stress Mastery Questionnaire, a scientifically developed, validated, and reliable stress risk assessment tool that has been used by over 600,000 people in 15 countries. We're really happy to have Jim as our guest today because we use his SMQ tool in our practice and we are licensed Stress Master Associates under his program. Jim, welcome. So happy to have you. Well, it is great to be here and lovely to see both of you. Uh, haven't seen you for a while. And thank <laughs> you for inviting me to uh, share the story of the SMQ and, and uh, answer any questions you might have about it. Uh, and thank you for being such great uh, associates and, and using our tool. It has been a real joy. Uh, thank you again. So what prompted you to create a stress assessment tool? Good question. Uh, back in the day when I had uh, my own uh, biofeedback and stress management clinic in Tucson, Arizona, uh, I was seeing individuals who had physical problems that were uh, had a stress component to it. And I saw a lot of people come in through the my office who, uh, when we started talking about stress, uh, really didn't have a, a good idea of, of what it really was all about. So I decided, to, and at that time, by the way, uh, Friedman and Rosamond came out with type A behavior in your heart, which was very big back in, in the day. And that I said, I said, we need to find a way to help people be objective. Let's face it. If you want to look at yourself, it's really hard. It's like a you have to almost step outside yourself to look at yourself. And it's difficult. It's really hard to say, well, well what should I change? Uh, how do I know when I'm under stress? So I created the tool. Uh, after a while, we got a grant from the National Institute of Occupational Health and Safety. And they asked us if we would uh, run a validation study to determine uh, are, the, are the scales valid? Is it a reliable tool? Can people use it uh, in the clinic? But also in... in uh, corporate America, where people are doing stress management programs. So that was a year-long project. And at the end of the day, we wound up with what we call, we call it back then, the stress management questionnaire. But when I coined the term stress mastery in 1982, I said, we really need to call this the stress mastery questionnaire. And that's the beginning of where we are today. Can you share in your perspective the difference between stress management and stress mastery? The prime difference between stress management and mastery is really a matter of focus of attention on changing, uh, not just managing our, our stress and coping with it, but bringing it to a different level uh, where we are actually making conscious efforts to change the way we think and how we perceive uh, the stressors in our world. Not that stress management uh, doesn't do that. 
I think it's more important that the term mastery is a, a message to say we can do better. Uh, we can make changes in uh, how we are dealing with our stress. And that means we've got to change, not just do deep relaxation and meditation and mindfulness, which is wonderful, but also to be able to say we need to change our cognitive thinking about the world around us. And um, that's the prime difference. It's really a matter of focus and, and uh, where the energy goes. It's that's a, a perspective that that both Deb and I really appreciate. In that, you know, we we were having a conversation with somebody earlier today on another topic about perspective and how we interpret stress. And you're absolutely right. You know, what's maybe stressful for some may not be for someone else, and so knowing that it is possible to master that shift in perspective, change the wiring, so to speak, and the messages that are going to the brain is uh, for many, it's a concept that they find hard to even believe. Well, absolutely. One of the benefits of, of any kind of stress assessment is that it makes a person aware, creates an awareness of and perhaps the behaviors uh, that they don't think of, uh, someone once said, a size and outward expression of inner stress. Well, so are behaviors like anger. When people get angry and, and hostile and frustrated with uh, the people in their lives or the events in their lives, uh, that's an outward expression of an inner feeling. Uh, we'll call it stress, could be anxiety. So the reason behind the SMQ was really to design a tool that would reveal uh, the unique way in which people respond uh, to life stressors and in their behaviors uh, and also in their body. So we created, I created this tool with seven primary areas. Uh, we call them stress warning signs, two areas that focus on stressors and two areas that focus on the effects of stress, those physical and emotional. And that's really the embodiment of the 11 scales that uh, comprise the SMQ. And uh, when someone takes it, uh, we provide them with feedback on that. So Jim, could you give an example of how you use one of those scales to help people understand how to make that shift in perspective? Okay. Uh, well, let's say we have a person who's coming to, out to meet to help to get some help on coaching. They want to be they want to reduce their stress. They want to do something about their stress. They know they are stressed. They may even have physical problems related to stress. So when I give them the SMQ uh, and they get the feedback, we use that and I use that information to help them pinpoint uh, specific behaviors and areas that are important to uh, focus on for change. So for example, uh, one of the skills is perfectionism. Many people find that they they get wrapped up into perfectionistic thinking and literally create stress for themselves because of their fear of failure or maybe fear of rejection and they want to do the job perfectly but you know they they're just not able to let go of that so when they get the information from each of the scales as well as the specific questions on which they scored high then we have some real good material to say okay well what does this mean to you what does it mean that you uh, overwork a task to make it perfect? 
Is Does that have an impact on your life? Uh, does it affect others in your life? Does it affect you physically? Do you like it? Do you want to continue doing that? So by asking questions around even just very specific uh, points within the SMQ, helps an individual to uh, say, well, yeah, it does. I mean, I wish I didn't, well, I don't want to do that. I really want to change that because I know it's dysfunctional. Uh, I would be happy to find ways to do that. How can I do that? So we use that information to motivate uh, and inform so that they have something that they can grasp onto. And then from there, take it to the point of, well, what, what are you going to do for the next 30 days? Or how about the next two days or three days? What can we do differently? What can you do differently? And then with that, help them shift from uh, behaviors and attitudes and the way they normally respond to, hey, I'm going to let go today. I'm not going to do, uh, I'm not going to work that test so much. I don't need to. Uh, as uh, Patton once said, a good plan today is better than a perfect plan tomorrow. Okay, I'll let it go. So that's kind of how we, we use the tool. And, and my associates, like yourself, I'm sure you, you do the same thing. Yeah, I always think of how we get lab work every year for our annual checkups and we're checking our blood chemistry and all of those things and using that data to make changes in our diet and watch our cholesterol. Yet stress is such a part of how or how we process and how we deal with it. It makes such a huge impact on mental, physical, emotional wellness but there's no measure. So when I describe it to my clients, I, I call it like, this is your stress lab work. It's kind of to see where you are. So you can have a picture um, because sometimes people can't sort out what, where the stress is coming from. And it just helps us to have really good in-depth conversations about where they've come from and where they want to go. And those little habits that have become, they, that have permeated their lives and sometimes overtaken and overruled mm -hmm. their, their day. The uh, psychologists know that one of the guiding principles in human behavior is what's called adaptation. People, uh, when we're just a good example, when I was in college, you know, I didn't make any money. I mean, I got a grant and we basically lived hand to mouth going to graduate school. So, but we lived with it, you know, it was fine. And then when we got, when I got my first job, it was a big step forward. And now I had more money than I had before, but guess what? I adapted to higher level of income and it was just the same as before. We were just as happy. Uh, we had our issues and things like that that people deal with, but we find that in stress, we start at one level and the stress is there and we adapt to it. When you adapt to stress, at some point, you, you, you literally go up to another level and create a new normal. So unknowingly, we're not even focusing on the why. We may say, I'm stressed out and I've had a lousy day. I'm a basket case. You know, I'm having a lot of trouble. But you really don't have, you're, you're sort of accepting it. People accept it and move on to another level. So the adaptation principle is really important to have patients know that they have adapted and learned a normal that is much greater than perhaps someone else. And by knowing that, again, we're back to motivating and informing and helping people make decisions about what to change. And I think that's important. So uh, I think keeping our mind on what, what we can do to help people move small steps 
towards where they need to be and want to be. And that's the goal of all counseling and, and coaching. I think you've uh, hit the nail on the head with the adoption piece because people lump everything together as stress and they may not necessarily have language that's going to help them kind of peel it back a bit to find out what's really getting in the way of them living a life with less stress, you know, whether it's anger or perfectionism, you know, just two examples and people have adapted to that level of stress many people over a lifetime because it was just deemed acceptable and so I think we've now reached a point where people are looking for options they want to feel better mm-hmm. well we know that stress is uh, universal today uh, it's, it seems to be greater and I've been around for 30 years doing this in, in my lifetime, I have not seen as much and as many people expressing their dissatisfaction with their lives, the, even the political structure, the people around them, the inability to go to work and work in an office. Um, the, that is becoming much more prevalent. So we're seeing this issue greater than ever. Uh, and I think people are beginning to realize that they need to do something about it And that's why there's so much emphasis on yoga and meditation and mindfulness, which are really wonderful ways to bring stress levels down. Uh, And as I said before, we not only need to bring stress levels down, we need to change the way we perceive and think and respond internally to the events that happen in our lives. And sometimes, you know, we learn, we just simply learn to respond to us, somebody walks in the, the office or calls you up and says something and you get a knee-jerk reaction, which it might be uh, maybe sadness or it might be just anger. So learn when we learn behaviors, really finding alternative ways to change those behaviors is really the, uh, the task. Uh, another portion of the SMQ is really focusing on stressors. Well, what's a stressor? And we define it in two ways. One, uh, major life events. And the second, I really what are called hassles. The major life events are death of a loved one, loss of financial uh, wealth, or uh, maybe a lawsuit. There are many events in our lives that are we call major and have a big impact on us. And it's been shown that the more major life events, birth of a child can be a major life event. Marriage can be a major life event. And it creates stress. The second part of that are what are called hassles. And that's the everyday you know, I've got to repair my car, the, mo- the grass needs mowing, I've got to fix this, I've got to do that. And these little things kind of become big and massive. Right now, for example, I'm in the middle of a project that I started to renovate a back patio. Well, uh, I like to do things with my hands when I kind of my stress relief. And all of a sudden, things are all over the place. It's disorganized and, and I'm, I've got this test to do and I got to go to Home Depot and I got to do this. And so I'm driving myself. I've said, well, this is, this is not, this is nuts. So I made the decision. I made a decision that this is going to be done in the timely way when it's ready to be done. And I'm not going to stress myself out by insisting that I get up at six in the morning when it's cool and get out there every morning. And I don't. So I think these are things, these are mental changes that uh, I make, and I'm sure you make, uh, to make sure that we don't 
stress ourselves out more than we need to. Not that we didn't, shouldn't have some stress. We do, but uh, we don't want it to be overwhelming. And when it becomes overwhelming, that's the time to step in and say, what do I change? I'm always excited. Uh, excited may be the wrong word, but when I see a client profile coming in where they have more hassles than they have a life event, I'm always, I'm always much more comfortable with that because, in fact, we have more control over those hassles. They are far easier to shift. You can actually create a plan. Whereas the life events, some of them are much more difficult to uh, walk through that space. So, mm -hmm. you know, if people arrive and they've got, uh, you know, a bucket of hassles, it's just a matter of uh, picking those apart a little bit and figuring out some strategies with mm -hmm. them. Absolutely. So, Jim, you've been at this a long time. You said 30 years. What changes have you seen in you talked earlier about the trends of seeing more stress, but what changes have you seen in the way we treat stress or the way we work with stress um, over time? Well, I think the big change in, especially in uh, corporations uh, and companies is the, uh, the level of awareness of the importance of wellness. Uh, and we're seeing much more uh, being done in that arena and stress is part of that. So I'm seeing the integration of programs like stress management and stress mastery programs with holistic uh, wellness programs. Um, uh, many of my associates have uh, corporate executive development programs that are multi-day long, two or three days, sometimes a week. And they integrate uh, the SMQ and the stress mastery program into a broader program. And that, that's a really effective way to uh, help executives and management uh, with, uh, with the stress which, with, which is within a corporation or an organization. So we're seeing a change in this that. I think we're seeing a change in attitude amongst people. I think people are much more willing to talk about it. Uh, it's, and it's, it's good because in the past, uh, even if you brought up stress, it was not considered, it was kind of taboo, uh, especially in a company. Uh, and especially if you had to go to an EAP program and a lot of people who are employed, they have an option to go to EAP, but that's a stigma that people get labeled uh, that uh, they're going to see a shrink. And a lot of people don't like that or didn't like that. Well, I'm not saying that they've given that up totally, but we're seeing that there's much more of a willingness to accept uh, the fact that we are stressed out and it's okay. We can, it's okay to do, you know, if you're stressed out, fine. What are you going to do about it and, and to take steps to make those changes you need to make? I think um, when you talk about EAP, um, it's always nice to have those programs. But in our area, like there are mental health services are very taxed by the number of people accessing services. Mm -hmm. So if there's nothing that you're doing yourself and you're sitting around waiting for that entree, um, you could be taking an active role. And we all know that we have to have these tools and take an active role in managing these things. We can't, there is no magic pill for this, is there? You have to do the work. Well, that's, the, that's true. There's no question about it. If you take the attitude that it's, this is easy, you're going to get nowhere. The, the, it's a, the hard work to make the change in human behavior. Uh, years ago, uh, 
a very well-known psychologist came to the University of Arizona where I was in graduate school. And, and he got up there and, and, and he says, after 40 years of working with people uh, to help them uh, with their mental health issues, I've come to one conclusion. He said, human behavior is very complex and it's not easy to get people to change. As somebody once said, well, how many psychologists does it take to change a light bulb? Well, the answer is one, but the light bulb has to want to change. Give me a person, give me a person who wants to change and we're one step ahead. Half of what you do and I do uh, in our coaching is to help people get motivated to make that change uh, and say, I want to, uh, I can. And, and then the, to make the effort to put the program together to make that happen. So, uh, yeah, it's, we're also seeing a big influence uh, in the wellness community and people who are life coaches, uh, health coaches, wellness coaches are all beginning to do more to help people with stress. So uh, I think it's a good thing. Uh, we need to talk about it. Sanjay Gupta did a whole program on it, uh, a year, a month, uh, an hour long program on PBS on just on stress and the importance of what's happening in the world today due to the stress that we're all experiencing. Look at the number of people that are being killed today. Uh, stress is playing a big role in these people's lives. They may be mentally ill, but they still, those triggers. And uh, being able to say, okay, if we can identify somebody that's got stress and has a mentally ill men, mental problem, that person should be seen by a professional psychologist or psychiatrist. So, but we don't know that until we start talking to the person. And once you start talking to them, you realize that the, the person might be on the edge and that person can be moved into or triaged into uh, a broader program uh, with where, it's, where they really get some good help. So I see stress management and stress mastery as, as a helping the quote normal individual, uh, not being a psychotherapist or a psychologist working with mental health issues like the de deep depression or anxiety or other issues. So we want to make that di differentiation that we're, this is not a psychological treatment. It is really a lifestyle behavioral change and helping people really feel better about their lives. And they're not mentally ill. Most mm -hmm. of them. I think that's a good point. Well, we have certainly appreciated using the SMQ in our work and um, are so happy you could come on today and talk a little bit more about the tool and about the goals for the tool. If people want to get in touch with you, where do they find you? Well, they can go to my website, which is stressmaster.com. Uh, that would be the easiest. You can also email me at jim at stressmaster.com. Either way would be fine. And I'd be happy to respond uh, to any uh, inquiries. Thank you so much for being our guest today. Thank you. It's a pleasure working with you and have a wonderful day. Stress-free. Same, Same to you. Bye-bye. <laughs>